0: Welcome to the latest United We Stand. I'm Andy Mitton and I'm on the monkey bus driving south. We've just gone through the Midlands. We're going to Wembley for the 2017 EFL Cup Final. The mood is positive. We've just stopped at the services. There were hundreds and hundreds of United fans there. Saw lots of the other coaches, the Betty bus, um, Sam's coach as well. Didn't see the Mostonian one there, but I know people who are on that today. So there's big, big numbers travelling down to London. The official allocation is thirty-one thousand, but I know of United fans all over the ground today, paying between forty and one hundred twenty. I think the top bracket is for for a ticket. Uh, I'm going to speak to some of the fans on the bus, a variety of the people. Um, some of the regulars who come on the podcast uh, are on the bus, but they're also on a minibus. I'm going to try and get some new voices on the podcast today like i did in in st etienne the other day and with the coach organizer steve black and his son uh, luca luca how old are you 10. and who's going to win the league cup final
1: uh, united what score three nil
0: who's your favorite player
1: pogba uh, and because his passes are really good and he has lots of skill on him
0: you're a lucky lad going to wembley at 10. have you been before
1: Yes, I have. I've been to the Crystal Palace FA Cup final last year and the Leicester Charity Shield.
0: And you've been to other away matches?
1: Uh, yes, I have. I've been to Everton, Stoke, and Blackburn.
0: What was Blackburn like? Were you in the United end?
1: Yeah, I was in the United end, and there were lots. Of, there was lots of singing uh, and chanting. We brought a lot of fans. At one point in the match, when Ibrahimović scored uh, the second goal for United, um, a little boy next to me ran on the pitch and hugged Ashley Young. Well, that was famous,
0: wasn't it? That was Vinnie Kelly's lad. Uh, He ran out, so he was sat next to you? Uh, Yes. And then afterwards, did he come back and sit next to you again? Yes. So, if if you're going to run on the pitch and want to avoid getting arrested just do it before you I don't know 12 or 13 because he was 11 or get carried off by, by a player um, and what have you made of this season you enjoying it do you think Jose Mourinho's the man
1: uh, yeah I've enjoyed it a lot and I think he's definitely the man
0: um, your, your dad's a well known figure among United fans is, is he in a ba- bad mood when he comes home after United have lost
1: um, yeah sometimes
0: but not too bad No, not too bad. Well, thankfully the United aren't losing so much
2: this season. Dad, Steve Black, how are you feeling ahead of the League Cup final? Yeah, I'm just thinking now how lucky he is because I think um, he's seen United win the League because he's obviously a season ticket holder. He's seen United win the FA Cup. Hopefully today he's seen United in another Cup final and hopefully we'll win that. But at 10 years of age to have already done the League and and seen a couple of Cups and been there for it, I think it took us uh, quite a lot more. Um, I,
0: I mean, Me going to Wembley, I begged and begged my dad to take me to the 85 Cup final, and he didn't because he was a player himself. So I'd spend every Saturday watching him round, <coughs> play around the northwest of England. And then um, by the time in the 1990 final, he agreed to go, but only if I got him a ticket <laughs> and paid for it and sorted his travel out as well, which I did do.
2: Well, my, my, obviously, um, my outfellow was a big United fan season ticket holder. And until um, his death and uh, he wouldn't let me go I was too young he said to go to the 76 Cup Final because I was still I wasn't even a teenager and then in the 77 Cup Final because we played Liverpool he wouldn't let me go against Liverpool because he had this thing that Liverpool. He just wouldn't let me go to Liverpool. In fact, I never told him I even went to Anfield until I think 19 until the 1980s. And one day I came home and so oh, I've listened to the match on the radio. He went, I know you've been. But I couldn't even tell him that because he knew how bad Anfield used to be in the 80s. But so I didn't go in the 77. So my first FA Cup final was 1979, and I remember it well. I remember queuing up with the lads from school with your tokens and all that. And against with your tokens and having been one token short or turning up for every youth team match and going in and then coming straight out again, and lads paying you know, remember the ABCD tokens, so completely different. And then, so the 79 Cup final obviously was at a loss, so my first winning Cup final was obviously the 83 replay. Is it me or is his coach turning into a sauna? It's gone very, very hot, it was cold five minutes it, ago. It'd be better if you put your clothes back on because it
0: isn't. I'll sat here naked as I do this podcast. It's an idea for the future, though, isn't it? Maybe. Maybe not a male presenter. <laughs> no, Maybe get. Um, no, no. Um, I'm just talking myself into a corner here, yeah, yeah. I, as, as I'm doing it. There's a gentleman sat across from me. What's your name, mate? Uh, Robbie. And with that accent, you're from Dublin. I'd say Dublin. I know that, because you just told me. Um, wh- why have you come to Manchester to go down to London first? Just coming the monkey bus. Just to be like travel, it It'd just to be full time on it. Yeah, a weird trip. Just like coming down with the lads phone, you know. So from Drogada just north of Dublin yeah. that's right, so you set off when to get to Manchester? 3am this morning. 3am to Dublin airport, Yeah. flew to Manchester to meet the bus, to travel south to London to go back tonight, hopefully having seen the team won. Yeah. What time's your flight back to Dublin? Tomorrow at 12 noon, 12 o'clock. So where you stay in a hotel tonight yeah. in Manchester and you get back 1pm Tomorrow. In Dublin, and then about three o'clock, three o'clock, o'clock back home. O'clock, yeah. So that has taken you way over. Wow, that's some some trip. That how are you feeling about United season? Ah, yeah, doing good. You know, it's better than last year. It's more enjoyable to come and watch now. You know, it's more of a buzz around the place. How how, um, how many? No, the coach is just breaking. So and there's a police car flashing away. Um, so I don't want to be part of the first ever crash while recording the podcast. Describe United support where you live in Trageda, because I know that there's a big support in in England. big support, yeah. There's there's probably 20 people with season tickets, where I'm from. And that's a town of what, 30,000 people? And there's 20 United fans with season tickets? Easily, yeah. Really? And how many Liverpool fans would there be? Half and half. Is but, it? But they're with enough season tickets. Right. So just so United. How do you know about the monkey bus? Through a chap called John Ashton Ah, oh, John John comes on um, Doveman. John, he's a regular um, on this podcast. You know what we did with him this morning? There was an Italian film crew from Rai, the state broadcaster, their equivalent at the BBC. And they're in Manchester filming a programme about the economics of football in Manchester. So it's going to be on like the six o'clock news in Italy. And the, the journalist was he, he was asking me who to speak to, and I pointed at John and said he's fluent in Italian, but I didn't tell John what I told him. So this journalist goes up to him and <laughs> <I don't laughs> just completely. I don't think that will be on the six o'clock news in, in broadcast from Rome. Um, prediction for the game, please? Yeah, 2 0 United. Yeah. Let's hope that you're right. Ladies, Maureen and Jill. Um, how are you feeling about good, the
3: game? Thank you, very good.
0: You've been on the podcast before, you get to. How many games you get into each season?
3: As many as possible. All the homes, we apply for every away, get roughly half, and go to all the European aways.
0: How has the uh, change in the ticket distribution system worked for you? Better or worse?
3: A bit better. We've got more away. We've got nothing till December, and then got seven on the run so you know quite happy with that but now we've got a lull we didn't get city and we haven't got Middlesbrough. But
0: and you go to every european away trip yes there can't be many ladies who with the experience of yeah. watching United, i've got to be really careful yes. i will say this yes all right how many ladies who look fantastic for their age who've been watching united since the 1960s uh-huh. Going to Odessa before the 60s, yeah. 50s? 50s. We,
3: we weren't going to a away game in the 50s. I'm, so we're I'm sure
0: you weren't. Two years
3: <laughs> <Chuyol, laughs> <Chuyol. at> school. <laughs> right,
0: so you've been watching United since the 50s and you're going to Odessa away? Yes. What was
3: it like? Fantastic.
0: So the Ukrainian people were good with you?
3: Wonderful! We had a really good time, and we've got to say that Thomas Cook Man United did an excellent job on the Odessa trip. It so You did
0: amazing. a day in, day out on the plane.
3: Yes, we arrived in the afternoon, stayed overnight, had the morning free, was picked up in the afternoon, went to the game, and straight home, and it worked fantastic. Are you
0: planning to go to Rostov?
3: If Thomas Cook did a trip, certainly, but they're not doing one.
0: Because it's such short notice and there's no guarantees of getting the visas.
3: Well, they haven't said why they're not doing one, but it is such short notice. And to have to get the visas and make sure this can all work, um, I presume it's all been too much, but we're very, very disappointed that they're not doing one.
0: I doubt the Russian Federation would be too enthusiastic to assist English visitors at short notice to see a football game and even the club have had issues getting visas for the players yes. in recent years. I think some of the Russian consular staff had to come up to Manchester to avert uh, a problem. Last year when I watched United in against CSK in Moscow, the quickest stake-up process of visa was seven days. So you're taking a risk now that it's, it's oh, not going to
4: come
3: through. We, we totally understand. Yeah. And we've come, to, we, we've come to terms with that we're not going. But it, we had such a good time in Odessa and it was all done so well that it would have been lovely to have gone there as well. Because we like to go to different places. Been to Milan and all these places lots of times. Love it. But, you know, the further and the more the difference makes, you know, we love it. It's just great.
0: Jill, did you go to St Etienne?
4: I did, yes. Yes, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a very nice place. Nice weather for a change as well. Yeah. And the game, uh, the, watching the cra- their crowd was amazing. Yes.
0: I was envious watching them, how good it was.
4: We ended up actually towards the end of the game watching the crowd because it was all orchestrated and uh, we could do with something like that to
0: tell Trafford. I went to Goodison Park yesterday, Everton-Sunderland, oh, yes. and the previous game I'd been to was in St Etienne on Wednesday, and the, the gulf in, oh. in the atmosphere, Everton was so flat,
4: Yes.
0: and um, yes. The, there was a little roar when they were going forward, trying. The, yes. they counted and got the, the second goal, but yeah. the, the gulf, it wasn't slightly better, it was so much, so much better. Oh, oh what's happening? Oh there's a big there's a big car crash. Oh
3: it's a second crash we've gone
0: past and one of the cars has left the motorway and gone right up the bank and is stuck between trees and that doesn't look good at all. That's the second crash we've gone past. In fact it's the third one because there was one in Hume just leaving the city centre. Where a car had gone off the road and, and looked written, written off. Um, you, you usually travel on a bus full of people of a slightly different demographic to you, like l- lads. That's right, yes. And did he
4: treat you well? They treat absolutely. us, yeah, they're absolutely fine with us. Yes, they look after us if we need it.
0: And then when they're going in the pub before the game and stuff like that, do you join them or do you, do you get down to the ground early? Do you no, like to we, be in your seats early?
3: We like to get to the ground early, yes. We do join them. We, we, we do, do join, join them We have possibly one drink. Yes. I actually played darts the last time. <laughs> Did you? But then we, we were still in the pub, so we went for a walk, didn't yes. we? Yes, Yeah. So we
4: join them in the pub sometimes or we go for a walk
0: and but, then you get you get in But
4: nice we do like to get in the ground early. to yes. watch them,
0: the players warm up and uh, yes, yes, yes,
4: yes. And not get caught up in the rush yeah. towards kickoff. The
0: inevitable rush. Yes. There's always a rush.
4: Yes,
0: yes. Um how are you feeling about United under Mourinho?
4: Um bet- okay. better than I thought it would, yes, yes. We weren't really all that happy at first, but we do seem to be playing better. They are better to watch. Yes.
0: What are your hopes and expectations for the remainder of the season? Because this will be the forty-third game of the season today, and we're still yeah. in we're still in February. We're still yes. in free domestic, yes. um, free free yes. cup competitions, yes. plus the league as well. What yeah. would constitute being a successful season for you this year? Because probably not going to win the league.
4: Oh yeah. no! I th- don't think we'll get the league, but being back in the Champions League, okay. we prefer the Champions League.
0: They, to the top four, all winning the Europa.
4: Whatever, yes.
0: And anyway,
4: <laughs> preferably both. Yes.
0: <laughs> that FA Cup draw is a tough one, isn't it?
4: Uh, yes, it is. Horrible one. But we have beaten Chelsea in a cup before, Champions yeah.
3: League in Moscow. Yeah. So yeah. it's doable. Can I just say my biggest worry is that we get a ticket for Chelsea away? Yes, correct. I've
0: not checked the allocation. It should be 6000 for a... It
3: it was in that that
0: brilliant League Cup game in 2012, the 5-4. Ryan Giggs' last great game.
4: Yes. That
0: was one of the best atmospheres of a recent United game. There was a flare in the end. Yeah. There was a lad ran on the pitch who looked like... The most reluctant pitch invader ever, he just <laughs> like, like he just found himself in the six-yard yeah, box yes. at uh, Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed the game today, and we'll Thank join you back on the podcast um,
3: another time. Another time, and hopefully,
0: with United having won the 2017 League Cup. Correct,
3: Correct.
0: Correct yes. yes. United are the 2017 EFL Cup winners. Well, hey. Um, I'm in the mix zone at Wembley, Bastian's Feinsteiger, he's just walking past me. Really exciting game, 3-2 to United, United went 2-0 up, Southampton played uh, very, very well. Brought it back to 2-0 and then Zlatan with his second goal of the day uh, scored a header with four minutes to go. And it's Jose Mourinho's first proper trophy, but although he sees as his second because he puts a great emphasis
5: on the community shield. And with Rob Dawson from the Manchester Evening News. Rob, what did you make of the game? An odd game. Um, you know, they weren't really in the game united until um went 2-0 up and you're kind of looking at those goals and thinking, not really sure how they managed to, to score them. Um, probably fair that it got back to two to two two. them played really well. Yeah. Um, you know, gave United lots of problems, you know, they've been defending quite well recently I think conceded one in seven before the game And they're all over the place really for, for most of the game um, They had a lot of space didn't they? They did have a lot of space, I'm mean, a little bit surprised that Rojo started Left back I thought he might have been Daley Blint and he, you know, he didn't have his best game um, But you know, they've found a way to win and you know, over the last three years That's not really been apparent um, But when the pressure was on you know, they've got a, a striker who scores goals And he's popped up with a win and a, and a big important goal and he got the opening goal as well and he took that free kick with such
0: confidence didn't he when, when Andre Mariner blew he grabbed the ball I think Pogba had his eye on it as well and Zlatan just no chance no doubt that he was the one who, who, who was taking it I don't know whether the goalkeeper could have done a little bit better
5: No I think he probably could have done a little bit better but you're right you know, the, uh, the ball went down and Pogba came strolling over as if to say I'm, I'm having this and got told pretty quickly to get lost um, I think there's only one main man in that dressing room isn't there? and fair play to him because he's, um, you know, he's had the confidence to tell Pogba to, to go away and he stuck it in the net so um, that's the kind of player he is Jesse Lingard scored again at Wembley I think that's three consecutive appearances at Wembley which he scored I'm not sure if any other United player will do that maybe that's one to research tomorrow I think Mark Hughes has done it hasn't he okay um, but yeah again a surprise uh, that he started because he's not really played a lot recently um, but you know he's got that record at, at Wembley and if you've scored in the FA Cup final and the Charity Shield um, you come here again and you're obviously full of confidence it's, and it's obviously worked out quite well um, he didn't do an awful lot else in the game. Um, I think he, he had a pretty um, key tactical job about sitting on Romeo uh, at the base of their midfield. That He did all right in the first half, but um, popped up with a goal and, and a really good finish for someone that's had a bit of stick for his finishing. The game really had and flow,
0: didn't it? You know, Southampton started really strongly, then United scored. Start of the second half, it was all Southampton. And then there was this pause where people were waiting for extra time and Zlatan headed in a beautiful ball from Herrera.
5: Yeah, I mean it was a little bit odd really because United didn't have any control in the first half at all and you thought when Carrick came on that that was going to be the end of it You know, Mourinho was going to shut up shop a little bit But it didn't happen like that, it not, didn't it? it Matter was quite in the first half, yeah, wasn't it? He, very heavy leg. Yeah, he did I mean it was a, a, a bit of a strange game for him you don't really see him on the periphery that much um, but it was one of those games for him You know what, you're right, Carrick came on and, and didn't really have the, the desired effect um, you're right, There was that little pause at Kind of 80 minutes where people yeah. were waiting for extra time and then um, Marshall in fairness who didn't have a great game battled through um, to get the ball out wide, Herrera who's, who's dinged a, a lovely little ball into Zlatan and just a fantastic header. Do
0: you, do you think that he'd
5: score as many goals as he scored this season? Is that 26 now? Honestly no, um, I watched him at the Euros and, and worried slightly that um, he didn't really have that much influence on games and wondered whether there was a reason that, that PSG were willing to let him go and I know that you know they tried in the end to keep him but you know, in a similar way that um, Bayern Munich let Bastion's Feinsteiger go they knew um, they yeah. don't tend to let the best players go no they don't and I, and I did worry slightly that, that was maybe going to be the case with him um, I didn't think he would be one of those who, who didn't score at all um, because he, he's got that about him and he's a proper goal scorer perhaps didn't think that he was going to be on course to have a season where he's going to score 30 goals which he is now um, which is you know, it's phenomenal for any striker, let alone that, one that's in his first year in the Premier League and, and again that he's 35
0: and he started with a header in his first game here against Leicester
5: yeah I mean we should have known um, I, mean, I went to that, that friendly in Gothenburg um, where he scored his first goal um, and even that was a, a proper striker's goal um, not really not really a proper chance, same as um, they get the goal at Leicester, you know, half a chance but for a good striker, a real chance and you know a goal, um, and that's what he's done all season, even when he's not played well, and he has had games where he's not played well and not really been involved but, you know, at the end of the season with 30-35 goals, he's probably United's best value sign, they might never sign anyone at of better value. he didn't cost anything, although his wages
0: perhaps well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little a little bit more than up, zero.
5: Yeah. We can just see the the Glazer family
0: walking past us now. Sir Alex Ferguson has, has walked past, um, Richard Arnold has walked past, Ed Woodwards walked past, Ed Woodwards on on crutches. I'm not sure whether he fell over there in the celebrations and picked up some crutches that were lying around. And United have now won the first proper trophy. No previous United manager had managed to win a trophy in their first season. Not Sir Matt, not Sir Alex. And Jose Mourinho has done it, although I think he calls it his second one because he counts the Community Shield. I've asked him, he's he, he said it. And I sense that he's a collector, don't you? He likes to say, I've won this many titles in this many countries, at this many clubs.
5: Yeah, I and mean, I think you have to be, when you get to that level, um, as a manager. It'll be very easy for him to to switch off you know he's won everything there's no real need for him to be a manager anymore he's got more money than he's ever going to need he's won everything his reputation um, is cemented really um, in the history of the game but you're right he's a man that likes collecting things collecting trophies which is is good news for United
0: how do you see the season playing out now United are on a good run aren't they the winning matches
5: it's a couple of very tough games the cup draws have not been kind no, I mean, it's going to be difficult. I mean, that, you know, Mourinho's made a lot of that, that backlog of fixtures, and that is going to be really tough. Um, you know, The Rostov draw isn't great. Um, there's still a lot of games to go in the Europa League. It's, it's not even as if you're in the quarterfinals yet. You've got um, an extra round almost to play. Um, a difficult game at Chelsea in the FA Cup. I think I think they'll win one more trophy. You know, what that trophy's going to be, I'm not sure. Um, I think the Premier League's going to be very tough. Um, think they're finishing the top four? I'd, I'd, I'd say yes or no. I would say yes. I'm not entirely convinced by it, but if I had to say yes or no, top four. Yes, I would say, but they're going to have to be in the top four by the middle of April because they're running horrendous. But what if they just stay in sticks forever for like, might, for like nine years? They might never move from sixth. Well, it feels like that
0: already. Imagine that. Just <laughs> 30 years of being in sixth all the time. Better than being in seventh. I was at Everton yesterday and uh, the point was put to the manager Um you're permanently in 7th you're going to finish 7th and he said well we might finish 6th and I thought no you won't because that's where Manchester United are <laughs> And, and um, if that's right if you're right and they do win two trophies that is a successful first season because the football's been decent
5: this isn't a vintage United side but then it's his first season I don't think they actually need to win another trophy for it to be a successful season I think if they qualify for the Champions League finish the top four and win the, the league cup which they have done now yeah. I think you'd have to consider that to be a successful season um, and, and you know you mentioned it there about the style of football. It, it was this season was more than just trophies. It was about bringing something back that had been missing, and it is back. Yeah, it is back. And you know, it, whatever was missing was different for different fans and for different people. Do you know, some some missed the excitement, some missed the attacking football. Or, you know, whatever it is, that but all of it's back, and um, and it's fun again. You know, watching United is fun again and exciting, and well, that's all you can ask. And the players certainly, if not everyone, but the players are certainly happy with the manager. Yeah, I mean, he, and he's good like that. You know, we, you hear it from every man, um, every player that you speak to, that um, he's been very good about how he's handled them. You know, a, a personal touch that they all like. Um, he's not going to get on with everyone because he's got to leave lots of players out, especially this year where he's had a, a bigger squad than he'd, he'd like. Um, but he's come in and, and he seems like he's developed that um, us against the world mentality. Um, and that's the kind of thing that Fergie did so well, and the reason why he was was able to win so many trophies. Um, and it's good that that's back. And he's handled potentially difficult situations well, like Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I mean, I think when we look back at that, you'll you'll consider that a bit of a masterclass at, at man management. You know, that could have been, and it still could be a situation that, that blows up because he's a big player on, on big money, big reputation, and those kind of players don't like getting phased out. And he has been phased out. You know, he's even today he's he's been on the bench. He's not come on. He was stripped and ready to come on, um, and Mourinho's told him sit that down and put Flay on instead because he wants to shut up shop. You know, and that's the kind of man he is. He's not bothered about reputations and sentiment because it would have been quite nice to put Wayne on but he couldn't do the job that Flaney could, uh, could have done and that's the reason he didn't come on. Um, I think he'll be allowed to leave on his own terms in the summer. You know, He'll get a good send-off maybe at the end of the season and everyone will be happy um, because he's, he's not a key player for United anymore. I think he probably accepts that. Um, Especially if the club get decent money for him as well. But I think the main thing is...
0: And it sounds quite bluntless, but getting him off the payroll, given how much money he earns, and also, I speak to players who've left the club. Very few of them leave in circumstances which are to their agreement, and that's been the same throughout the history of the club.
5: Yeah, I mean that's that's the size of the club that United. Are. You know, you don't get to to choose when you leave United. United choose when you go because it, you know the, the turnover of players is so important, um, and it's you know. If Wayne gets to leave in the way that he chooses at the end of the season, then fair play to him, yo. Know, because he's a great goal scorer. He's been a fantastic servant for the club. I know that you know he divides opinion. I understand that, but um, he probably does deserve that. And if it can be handled in a way now between now and the end of the season, as it has been so far, that I think that's a good thing. And now we've got a rare week when there's no game. Yeah, an odd one. And the players are going to get Monday and Tuesday off. It's um, a chance for them to to um, regain a bit of energy because it is going to be a tough end of to the season I think everyone accepts that um, there's, the
0: champ- there's the international break and then that is it possibly with more than two games per week if, if yeah. they carry on doing
5: well in the um, in the Europa League yeah. there could be a, a big, pretty big fixture pile up Well that's it I mean, bizarrely people talk about the running at 99 but this could be potentially even worse because they're actually in the Europa League so um, whatever you thought it was like for the players in 99 this is going to be even worse than that um, there's going to be a lot of stumbling blocks to overcome it, and it's going to take a lot of management from Mourinho I suppose to, to <laughs> navigate him through that. So what have you written today Rob for the evening news? Done the play ratings which was very hard and I'm sure I'll get an absolute hammering for because you always do. Um, do you? People just say like how can you say that? Well it's, it's not so much what you say it's the numbers. Right. How come, how come you can give him six when I thought he, got, he should have got seven out? <laughs> Did you forget this? Did you forget that? That's it can't please everyone and then and five you do, things
0: you're doing that before the end of the game aren't you you've got to get them in so oh yeah no. it
5: took a bit of a swift rewrite today because I was yeah. sad on the I had
0: to rewrite twice <laughs> it's one of them games it lurched did not it well it we is yeah. um, so you've done that
5: for the paper anything else and then five things we learned which I know is, is a bit of a. It's not, it's not a great thing to have to write but um, it does very well you know, it's that bite sized stuff that, that fans tend to like um, and again you get a stick for that as well so you can't win <laughs> thanks for your time Rob I know we certainly appreciate it
0: walking down a rain-swept Wembley way. It's a couple of hours after the final whistle. And there's a United fan singing. He may have taken a drink or two. Most of the fans have gone back to Manchester and elsewhere. Uh, The coach park here takes ages to empty. And this has been our fourth visit to Wembley in the last 10 months. FA semi-final, FA Cup final, Community Shield, And now the League Cup. There could be two more visits this season in the FA Cup. Although United would do very well to go beyond Chelsea in the sixth round at Stamford Bridge. There's just a stragglers left now. I went into the mix zone to speak to or to try to speak to some players after the game. Um, Spoke to Marcus Rojo, and he's as happy as you would expect a man to be who's come to. Manchester United and pretty much established himself in the first team and just won a cup at Wembley. He's sort of beaming with his boyish face, and um, the players were, were 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 happy. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, ever the showman, was very expressive when talking to the the, the various journalists and the journalists from all around the world. And I'm going to head now back into. where the uh, partners were with them, some of the children were with them as well. It's quite nice to see just little, you get little snatches of um, their, their relationships away from the football field. So Sergio Romero's wife, for example, speaking in English, and um, Eric Bailey looking for his wife, um, and various uh, agents who represent the players and their families as well and then you have Sir Alex ferguson and Sir bobby charlton who go to pretty much every united game which is a a good thing uh, there's a lot of pretty disappointing southampton fans i wanted to speak to one but maybe uh not the best time to approach them and say am from a manchester united podcast although i'd like to get this type of feedback that i got from the Liverpool fan last year, so it's another trophy and more goals from Slat and Ibrahimović. It's a 43rd game for Manchester United today, competitive game, and we're still in February. So not only is the fixture list likely to pile up, as we've spoken about, but the players have already played an awful lot of matches, adding four friendlies onto that as well just approaching now Wembley Park underground and it's very very busy as you can imagine the next podcast will be from Bournemouth home next Saturday we'll have a new United We standout for that game we're going to spend the next couple of days finishing it off there's a big interview with Michael Carrick in there there's a big one with Anthony Crawler in there we've got someone working on the story of rostov i've got a writer in moscow doing that and we've spoken to lots of different people to get a really varied interesting issue uh, i've got an interview with clive thomas the referee from the 76 fa cup final who disallowed the goal which led to southampton winning that one they didn't win this one they might be annoyed because their team played well and because they looked to have scored a goal where the goal scorer wasn't offside, although that's, that's disputed. But Manchester United did win, they showed their experience, they showed their will to win. And I think we are seeing more of that under Jose Mourinho and that can only be a good thing. Until the next podcast, goodbye.